please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. One problem facing people at many levels of business is how to make time for a work life and a personal life. Do you find that one seems to keep getting in the way of the other? This is the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Even if you're not involved in the business world, you'll have a lot to gain by tuning in to today's show. Now, here is your host, Rick Morris. And good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the Work-Life Balance. We'd like to thank everyone who's listening on another Friday. This is April Fool's Day, but uh, be forewarned, there will be no April Fool's jokes coming from me. Uh, quite a week. Uh, today, uh, I wanted to make sure that I'm focusing on the life side of the show since the work side of my life uh, took up so much of this week. Really a fantastic week for us for our Square Consulting uh, as uh, one of our primary partners and the sponsor of this show, CA, wrapped up their uh, fiscal year. And uh, so we had a lot of deals that were, were coming in and uh, R-Squared uh, finished strong uh, for the quarter. So there was a lot to celebrate, a lot of work that was done. So, uh, you know, today was, was kind of quiet as, as uh, Monday through Thursday was, was a bit crazy. But uh, if, if all the numbers come through and come true... It looks like uh, R-Square Consulting would be the number one uh, PPM partner uh, in, in North America for sure, if, if not the world. So uh, we're very excited uh, to have those results, uh, very excited to uh, be a part of that, and like to thank all the people uh, that work with us uh, throughout uh, CA, as well as uh, work uh, with us, uh, you know, all the sales reps and, and people that we work with uh, to make that happen. So we're very, very excited for that. And, and as I said, you know, with, with everything being so focused on work this week, uh, I wanted to make sure that I took a, a show to focus on life since this is the work-life balance and we have to make sure that uh, we do have focus on both. And uh, so as I started to think through that, I wanted to think of, uh, of a topic that, that was near and dear to my heart um, and not so much business-related, not so much project management-related or anything else like that. And, and, and the topic I landed on was forgiveness uh, because it's so powerful. And uh, I, it, it actually hit me because I had something from the work perspective that, that kind of rattled me a little bit. And, and sometimes I share too much and, and the people that know and love me <laughs> well, sometimes I overshare. But that's the point of a show like this, right, is, is that we can commiserate together, we can talk together, we, we can share experiences. And so I'll share it with you. So several years ago, uh, if we go back many years ago, there was a young man that uh, um, I taught this trade to. Uh, found a, a young developer, uh, taught him uh, a lot of skills, uh, taught him the, the craft uh, of the PPM space. Uh, felt like um, over several years that um, you know things, maybe some of his personal life and things like that were getting in the way. Felt like maybe there was some overbuilding of clients, started to lose a few clients um, because of you know work getting to that last second, last minute of delivery, not being exactly up to the standards that R-squared looks for. Um, and then we would be out of money at that point. So then I would have to start to eat hours and, and eat profitability uh, in order to make things okay. And, and then would leave us with, with somewhat of an unhappy customer. And that's just not the type of business that we do. Um, and so we ended up letting the, the, the gentleman go. Things got a little bit ugly. 
Um, some courts were involved and that kind of stuff. And so we agreed to settle out a court. Part of that agreement was that, uh, you know, he wasn't going to work in this space anymore, not to, to take away his right to work, but certainly, you know, couldn't work within the space that we had taught him. So go back to being the type of developer you were, but can't work within this space. Um, and so fast forward a few years later and uh, run into him at one of our clients. And in that perspective, obviously I'm upset. Uh, I'm Irish Italian means I can drink and I can fight generally happens in that order and so that Italian side of me started to bubble up a little bit and and was a little frustrated by that one you know obviously he's not honoring his side of the agreement two he's at a a client site uh, which means that's potentially hours of revenue or things like that that could be coming across from from R squared but uh, you know I had to take a, a, a strong perspective look at that and recognize the forgiveness side of it um, and, and I struggle with that. You know, do you, do you talk to the client? Do you, do you let them know the, the bad blood? Do you, do you do that? You know, and part of you has a duty to the client as to why maybe you had let them go because if those practices are still being done, um, you know, that, that could have a, a detriment to the client. But, you know, was it, was I mad or, you know, what, what was going on? And, and ultimately I chose the forgiveness route. And it really started me thinking and, and mulling over that word of forgiveness and, and how strong of a word that really can be. And, and let's take it now out of the business world and start thinking about the personal life world and how much we hold on to grudges and anger and silly, silly little things. And one of my favorite quotes, I actually tweeted it out a couple of weeks ago, comes from Maya Angelou. And it says, it's one of the greatest gifts, not only that you can give somebody, but that you can give yourself. She says it's one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself is to forgive. Forgive everybody. And what a powerful thing to say, but wow, you know, when you start to put that in practice, and I even do this in my speech. I talk about connotation in my speech and, and, and things like that. But, I, you know, even as a young man, you know, one of the things that used to bother me all the time, and it's so silly now. If you really think about it, it's so silly if you put it into context. But one of the things that used to bother me all the time, especially as I commuted, um, I used to, to have a, a contract over in Atlanta. And so I used to have to commute, and I, I had stayed in Atlanta three, four, um, sometimes five days a week, and then I would drive back home to where I live now, which is Birmingham, Alabama. And for those of you that that don't know, or maybe you're listening into into one of the 91 countries that that listen to the work life balance, that the traffic in Atlanta is horrible, especially on a Friday. And if you don't get out by a certain time, you could be sitting in traffic for quite some time. And so the thing about me is that that. I'll follow the rules. I'll get in the lanes that I'm supposed to get in. I'll sit, you know, and wait my turn. And the thing that would drive me crazy are the people that would come up at the very last second and try to cut off. And, and I used to get so angry at that to the point that it would ruin my drive home. And I, and I would sit there and go, you know, th- this car is going to have to hit me. And I, and I used to have, sit there and think like, wow, you know, does this person think that they're more important than me? Or, you know, why are they running up at the very last second? Why are they doing all these different things? And, and, and think about the, the rationale of that statement. Does this person think they're more important than me? And, and, and honestly, right, do I think that that person is driving alongside that lane 
and go, oh, that, that car in there, that's Rick Morris. And I happen to know who that person is. And I think that they are, I am more important than he is. So I'm going to cut him off. No. That's the dumbest thought in the world. And so what? They cut me off, right? And I used to think, it, you know, man, they could have they hurt me. They could have done. Yeah, they could have, but they didn't. And so what? So they cut me off. So they're impatient. So they're rude. So what? Why am I going to let that bother me? Why not forgive? Why not have forgiveness? I mean, it, it, it's crazy the things that we hold on to. It's crazy the things that, that you know, are, are just, just outrageous. I mean, I have a friend of mine, you know, God love her. The littlest things just set her off and she holds on to them all day. And it's like, that's not a way to, to live. And, it, and it, she'll, she'll pick a fight with a friend it won't even be the right thing. She'll be wrong for picking the fight, but then she'll demand an apology for her friend getting upset. And it's like, yeah, but you're the one kind of wrong for picking the fight in the first place. Yeah, but they, they, I deserve an apology. It's like, yeah, but you kind of need to apologize too. Well, I'm not going to apologize till they apologize. And I'm like, why are we holding on to so much anger in that scenario? Why not have a little bit just a little bit of forgiveness. And as you really start to go through and look at this whole holding a grudge, having forgiveness, understanding that stuff, there, there's a lot of true understanding and in, in tie-ins to holding grudges and forgiveness as well as the tie-in to health. I mean – if you're if you're holding a grudge, there it's a they have done study after study after study, not only in the psychology of that, but the physical health. If you're an unforgiving person who holds on to grudges, then there are correlations to the fact that you may bring anger or bitterness into other relationships or new experiences. You might become so wrapped up in the wrong that you can't enjoy the present. Uh, You might become depressed or anxious. Or one of the larger things is feel that your life lacks a meaning or purpose. And if you listen to last week's show when we're talking about what I learned from John Maxwell, having purpose and feeling significance is one of the greatest values of success. So when you're anger and you're bitter and you're holding a grudge, then you start to get that feeling that your laugh your life lacks that meaning or purpose and that you're you're at odds with your spiritual beliefs and who you are. And beyond that, if you're really living your life that way, quite frankly, you're just a miserable person. And when you're a miserable person, you lose valuable and enriching connectedness with others. And, And that value and connectedness is what makes life worth living. That's what makes life wanting to be out there. And so you start coming back to it in, in you know, I, I work with so many people and, and I, you know, have so many different connections and, and friends that I've had for, you know, 30 plus years. And when you start to, to look at it and you start to recognize, you know, what did we ever fight about? It's the dumbest thing. One of the greatest dinners I had a, a couple of years ago, one of my best friends in high school, we had a falling out in in. You know, here it is 15, 20 years later, we got reconnected because of Facebook. I happened to be in, in Phoenix, Arizona, where he lives, and, and we got to go to dinner. It was the greatest time. And we were like, dude, what were we ever mad about? 
And it was the dumbest thing. And we're like, why did we stay mad for so long? It was like, I don't know. It was crazy. It was crazy. So listen, forgiveness is one of the greatest gifts. Not only can you do that for the other person, but it's the greatest gift you can give yourself. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what some of those benefits are of forgiving somebody. I'm going to walk you through a couple of techniques that you can do. Um, we'll talk about a technique that we're going to be doing in our No Day But Today uh, seminars. We'll talk about No Day But Today and where that uh, whole saying comes from and why I believe it in so much. And we'll talk about forgiveness as we go forward. So hopefully you'll stick around and uh, you'll forgive me for rambling sometimes. So uh, stick around to the Work-Life Balance. You're listening to Rick Morris. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. Today, every business is in the software business. And business is booming. That's because we live in an application-driven world where the lines between physical and digital are blurrier every day. It's a world where billions of connected things talk to each other. Where agility is the new driver of competitive advantage. Where applications aren't just part of your brand. They are your brand. All of this means you have a new mandate. Build the apps that will drive the future of your business and satisfy demanding customers, or fall behind. Only CA Technologies has the years of expertise and the end-to-end portfolio of software solutions to help you plan, build, manage, secure, and scale the applications at the heart of your modern enterprise. To learn how your business can thrive, visit rewrite.ca.com, your exclusive source for insights from the cutting edge of the application economy. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the work-life balance. 
And we're back. Thank you so much for listening to the Work-Life Balance. I would love to hear from you guys on this topic this week. Uh, it's a wide open show. We don't have a guest, so I'd love for you guys to be my guest. So if anybody would like to dial in and talk to me about this subject, you can reach me at 866-472-5790. Uh, also, uh, for those of you in the Chicago area, I'm going to be in Chicago speaking live at the uh, Chicagoland chapter of the Project Management Institute, April 13th. Uh, that'll be at the Holiday Inn Countryside William Tell Conference Center. Uh, it's an evening meeting from 5.30 to 9 p.m., so I'll be out there. Uh, come join me. Come meet me in person. Uh, that's always a fantastic event. I love those people out there at the uh, Project Management Institute. Uh, we'll be out there. So continuing our conversation about forgiveness, I wanted to start with an with affirmation uh, that comes from the play Rent. Um, it's also a foundation of my motivational series called No Day But Today. And we, we told the story before about Jonathan Larson. And for, for my listeners that, that are longtime listeners, you know, I don't, I don't want to run through that whole story again. You, you can listen to that uh, on my Making Emotional Conversations on Emotional Show um, and uh, you know, hear the, the rest of that whole story. Uh, also about uh, on the very first show that I did in, in announcing me. But I do want to talk about um, the affirmation. So throughout the play, there's a beautiful affirmation that says, there's only us, there's only this. Forget regret or life is yours to miss. No other path, no other way, no day but today. And the reason why I love that affirmation is because it's a, it's a daily reminder to me that I can't, I can't deal with yesterday anymore. Yesterday's gone. Can't do anything about it. Can't deal with it. I, I can dwell about it, but there's there's nothing I can do about yesterday. And and to be honest, and not even to to be morbid, I don't know if I've got tomorrow. I, I can plan for tomorrow. I can try to do things for tomorrow, but I don't know if tomorrow's going to come. What I have is today. That's all I've got. That's what I can do. That's what I can deal with. That's what I can control. That's what I can work with. I've got today. That's all I know I have. That's all I know I'm going to have. And I need to make the most of today. So when we start to talk about holding grudges and forgiveness, I'm not talking about forgiveness in the sense of the playground handshake makeup, right? It's, it's not the same as, you know, when I tell my daughter to make up to my son and she goes over to him and goes, sorry, right? That's not the kind of forgiveness I'm talking about. When we start talking about forgiveness, it, it's a much greater word. Right? Forgiveness isn't saying sorry. Forgiveness isn't just saying, okay, I forgive you. Because that's not, that's not anything that's tactful. What I'm talking about is that forgiveness is a commitment to a process of change. Let me say that again. Forgiveness is a commitment to a process of change. Because what you're doing when you give true and absolute forgiveness, true and absolute forgiveness, what you're really doing is letting go and changing a belief or behavior within yourself that says, I'm truly not going to be bothered. It's not like saying, you know, and, and I, the, the, the thing I hear the most, well, I'll forgive, but I'm not going to forget. <laughs> well, what good is that going to do? What good does that do for you? Well, I'll forgive you, but I'm not going to forget. Well, you haven't done a thing. You haven't done one thing for me. You haven't done one thing for yourself when you say something like that. Basically, I'm going to hold on to it forever. I'm going to let that eat me alive. That's what you just said. Because forgiveness is a commitment to a process of change. Consider the value of forgiveness and its importance in your life at a given time. 
What does true forgiveness mean? Reflect on the facts of the situation. I mean, how did you react? And how did this combination affect your life, your health, your well-being? How did you feel when you were angry? How did you feel when you're holding your grudge? Were you more effective at work? Were you happier with your friends? Did it spill over into the, the things that you normally enjoy? Were they as fun? Did you like the food that you normally eat? No, it affects everything in your life when you're truly angry, right? And what's happening is you're making yourself a victim and you're giving control and power to the offending person and situation. You're giving them the power to affect your life by remaining angry and judgmental and holding a grudge to them. I can tell you that's the truth in my life. When I get truly angry, it affects my entire being, my entire world. If I get truly angry, especially at a family member, my spouse, my daughter, my son does something and I allow it to, to get to that point where I'm angry, it affects my whole demeanor. My clients see it. My friends see it. And it, it's something that I have to work at, right? I'm not a perfect person. I get angry. What I have to do is commit to a process of change that says, I'm not going to give you that power. I'm not saying I'm going to be deliriously happy and I'm not going to let people bother me. That's not the truth because I'm human. What I'm saying is I'm giving a commitment to a process of change that is forgiveness that says I am going to actively choose to forgive the person who's offended me. Sometimes I have to be ready for that. That's not an immediate decision, but I am going to actively choose to forgive the person who's offended me. And I'm gonna take that power and bring it back to myself. Forgiveness is a commitment to a process of change. And you know what? Just like that there's health problems when you're holding a grudge, there's health benefits to forgiving somebody. There's healthier relationships. You have a greater spiritual and physiological well-being. There's less anxiety, stress, and hostility. Lower blood pressure. I mean, it's a proven fact. Fewer symptoms of depression, stronger immune systems, improved heart health. And one of the greatest things you can give yourself is a higher self-esteem. You feel better about yourself. So why would you let somebody take that away from you? Why would you let somebody take that power? I mean, it's easy, right? When you start to think about it, it's easy to hold a grudge when you're hurt by someone you love and trust. Right? You can become angry, sad, confused. It's the dwelling on those hurtful events and situations and grudges that is where, I mean, you start to feel what? Vengeance, hostility, right? And if you allow those negative feelings to crowd out the positive feelings, then you really start to become swallowed up by your own bitterness or sense of injustice. I mean, it's crazy. Right? And then when that starts to take over your life, that's when you start to feel those ill effects. 
So you have to make that commitment to the process of change that says, I'm not going to allow that to happen. And you can feel it happen. There's a great book out there called uh, Positive Intelligence, Deepak Chopra. A wonderful book. Wonderful book. It talks about not only are you, do you do that to other people, right, holding grudges and things like that, but you do it to yourself, right? Constantly, you know, the person, your own worst critic is yourself, your own worst critic is you know, the person who tells you you can't do something more than anybody in your entire life is you. One of the greatest things that you'll find in, in successful people or people that continue to go attain the, the, the highest levels of success is that they simply tried. They told themselves themselves they could. I'm going to go do that. And also a common trait in these highly successful people is that they failed many times. But why did they fail many times? Because they tried many times and they held themselves to a higher level of understanding and success, but they forgave themselves for those failures. They gave themselves the greatest gift they could, which was forgiveness. They said, you know what, I'm gonna go do it. And it's amazing. Even in my own life, two years ago, I nearly lost everything. I built R-squared, very successful, had a ton of people working for me. Things were going great. I decided I was going to start a different company. And we actually talked about that on the show when I had Chase and Hampton and Damon Pampolina on it. I decided I was going to start a different company, go into a different direction. It was something I was really excited about. But the, the truth of the matter was is I wasn't really happy because I had failed – at a huge project. And so I was trying something different. It wasn't part of my core. And I failed again. And I almost lost everything because I got into a state of depression and I kept telling myself, you're a failure. And I kept beating myself up. You're a failure. You can't do it. You're, you know, and you read things like John Maxwell, it says law of the lid. And I kept saying, you know, you, you just simply can't lead people. You weren't born to be an entrepreneur. You can't do this. You're done. And then I had to give myself the gift that I could give, which was to forgive myself for my own failure because nobody else was going to do it. Pick myself back up by my bootstraps and go do it again. And I sit here at the end of this week, and it's not to brag. It, it, this isn't a brag, but I am the number one partner for a billion-dollar organization in a huge piece where all of my competitors have 30, 40, 50, 60 more people than I do. But we're number one because we believe in ourselves. And we said we could do it. And I wanted to be number one. And I forgave myself for the failures. So when we come back, I'm going to lead you through an exercise that I did myself to help me visualize, because some people can simply do it and forgive. Some people need a little push and an exercise. And it's something that we're going to be doing in the motivational seminars in no, but, no Day But Today. And I thought it was a pretty cool little technique, something I did myself when I needed to forgive myself, and hopefully it'll help you guys. So we'll talk about that when we come back on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. This is not a radio ad. It's a collection of computers, servers, 
transmitters, satellites, and receivers, all powered by the most transformative force in business today, software. Just think about how many applications you have within reach at this very moment. And not just on your phone. If you're in your car, software is powering the GPS that guides you. Turn left ahead. The digital road signs that direct you onward. And the engine computer that keeps you moving. Soon, software will even replace you as the driver. Switching to auto drive mode. This is life in the application economy. And the opportunities for businesses are endless. But only if you have the tools to seize them. From planning to development to management to security, end-to-end -end software solutions from CA Technologies can help your business succeed in this new application-driven world. Learn how at rewrite.ca.com. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end -end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back to the Work-Life Balance. We are talking about forgiveness. And uh, what a great time to be talking about it. We're just coming back uh, off of Easter. Um, and, and many people in, in many different religions and, and everything else, you know, it's a time of cleansing. It's a time for people to be thinking about this situation and, and looking at it. Uh, we talked about some of the health benefits of forgiveness. We talked about some of the health detriments of holding a grudge. Um, and so one of the things that, that I had done, and it's something that, that we'll be doing in, in the seminars that we're going to be delivering all over the country um, on the No Day But Today platform, uh, you know, I'd like to take you through it. And I think it uh, is worthwhile. It's something that... Um, is a cleansing process. And uh, so if you're you know, at your desk, you're listening to this via podcast, uh, you're somewhere where you can write things down, uh, please take out a piece of paper and a pen. If uh, you're driving, you're listening to this you know, on a plane, you're listening to us live, uh, listening to this via the podcast uh, you know, or the on-demand recording, uh, certainly you can visualize this. Um, 
but uh, imagine the piece of paper at this point. But uh, take the piece of paper and you basically want to have three columns on the piece of paper. So in the first column, this is what I want you to think about. I want you to think about the different people that have hurt you in your life, that have hurt you in the past. Name them. Put power into that paper. Write their names down. Let it out. Write down the boss that told you you would never amount to anything, as I've had bosses tell me that. Write down the teacher that told you you were stupid or dumb or not capable. Write down that coach uh, that told you you would, you would never amount to anything or that you wouldn't be good enough. Um, you know, the parent or the friend or whomever that said that you couldn't accomplish anything. And put some thought into that for a second. You know, I had situations in high school where I had a coach that told me uh, I would never get off the bench and uh, ended up starting and playing college ball. Uh, and I, oh, I couldn't wait. One of my favorite days was uh, walking back into a, to high school campus with my college letter uh, just to, to show her. You know, that was that was something huge for me. I had, you know, a, a teacher and, and I wasn't I wasn't very focused in school. I had ADD. I was undiagnosed as ADD. And, and so to be an author and, and motivational speaker now, you know, I have some some teachers that just had no idea uh, that that we were capable of certain things. But you've had this in the past. You've had people that have hurt you, um, some deeply, some not so much. But write down anybody who's hurt you in the past in that first column. The second column, we want to write down the mistakes that haunt you uh, in your life, things that you wish that you could take back, uh, things that, thoughts that, that, creep into your head at night when you're trying to fall asleep and they kind of keep you up at night. Things that you wish you could do over. Um, I certainly have multiple things in our lives, as we all do, that we wish we could have called to do over. Uh, either um, actions that we took that we shouldn't have, uh, things that we said to people that we wish we couldn't say uh, or didn't say, um, anything like that. This is the column for that. We write down, you know, the, the, the time you did something that, that um, was just dumb as a kid. Uh, but basically any of the mistakes that, that haunt you um, in your life, that's what goes into column two. In column three, this is where you look at yourself and you write down the thoughts that keep you back, that keep you back. The things that you tell yourself when you begin to dream or that you think positively. These are the negative thoughts that creep in that say, you can't do it. You are dumb. You can't have it. These are the negatives that creep in and the devils that appear on your shoulder that says, you know, you can't start your own business because you don't have enough money. You can't branch out into this or get that promotion because this person's better than you are. Any of the things that you seem to tell yourself that holds yourself back. As you're thinking about that and writing that down, 
one of my favorite things that I heard uh, at the John Maxwell thing is is uh, Paul Martinelli. He had a very simple statement that says, as you wish. Because as we verbalize some of these things, and when you say something like that, it's as you wish. And whatever we think or whatever we say, it's as you wish. So you could either say, you know, I'm going to start my own business. Great, as you wish. Or you could say, man, I'm never going to start my own business. Huh? As you wish. How powerful is that when you think about that? So on a piece of paper, if you've been following along and writing it down, you should have three columns. Column one is people that have hurt you in the past. Column two are the mistakes that you've made in the past. Column three are the thoughts that hold you back. And so this piece of paper now has power. You can write on it. You can create things. You can create anything you want on that piece of paper. Now what I'd like you to do is take that piece of paper, and if you've been visualizing this as you drive or listen, crumble it up. Crumble up the piece of paper. Hold it in your hand. Now when you first crumble it up, you figure that's as far as it can go. But you can crumble it tighter. Tighter than you already have. Go ahead and try. Because you can crumble it up tighter than you already have. And as you hold it tightly in your hand or visualize it being held tightly in your hand, look at it. First, think of those thoughts, those negative thoughts. Because they are the most powerful thing right now in your head. But as they're sitting there in a crumbled piece of paper, they have no power. You can't even see them. They're there, but you can't see them anymore. And as you think of those people, all the people that told you you couldn't do something, I'd like you to visualize something. Whatever that dream is, whether it's opening the business, getting an award, getting a promotion, whatever it is, whatever that next dream is that you're going after, I want you to visualize something in your head for just a second. Whoever the biggest naysayer is, so let's say it's opening a business. You are going to open your business, and you have a number one naysayer in your head that says you couldn't do that. You can't do that. Or if you're going to be a public speaker and you have somebody in your head that says you can't do that, for just a split second, I want you to imagine either cutting the ribbon and opening your business or you being on stage and that person being dead in front of you. And what would their face look like? How cool is that? The shock on their face. The imagine, just unbelievable awe on their face because they can't believe you did it. So as you have that crumpled piece of paper, that beautiful piece of paper that we could create whatever we wanted on it, it had all that negativity is now crumpled and ruined, hard to write on which is what all of those thoughts that you wrote down is kind of make your self-worth feel like. Just throw it away. Throw it in the trash. Throw it out the window. Throw it in the fireplace. Throw it away. Cleanse the soul. Cleanse the body. 
tell yourself, that's it. I'm not thinking of it anymore. And the moment one of those thoughts or people or mistakes start to creep back in your head, you visualize it back onto that crumpled piece of paper where you can't see it. And you say it's gone. And I I promise you this, I know that sounds funny, I know it sounds weird, but the more you visualize it on that crumpled piece of paper, the easier it is to see the crumpled piece of paper in the trash. Tell yourself that's the last you're going to be thinking of them, those thoughts, those actions, because there's no day but today to forgive, to forgive them to forgive yourself for those thoughts, to forgive yourself for those actions, because today is the first day that you commit to the process of change of forgiveness. Today's the first day that you can crumple up that piece of paper and with pride tell yourself, that's it. I don't care about it anymore. Now, for those of you that struggle with that, I ask you, what has caring about it gotten you today? For that coach who told me, couldn't do it anymore, it wasn't worth it, I could have said, yeah, you're right. Or I could have gotten my college education. Giving them the power What does it give me today? Giving them the forgiveness and empowering myself, what does that give me today? It's one of the greatest gifts you can give yourself to forgive. Forgive everybody, as Maya Angelou said. Crumple up the piece of paper. Remember, as those thoughts come through, see those thoughts get crumpled. See those thoughts go into the trash. Commit to the change of forgiveness and you can start the path of a fresh piece of paper. That fresh piece of paper says, this is going to be my business plan. This is going to be my speaking career. This is going to be the path to get my promotion. This is going to be the path to financial independence. This is going to be the path to being the better father. This is going to be the path to being the better husband or son or spouse or friend or whatever that is. But that piece of paper now from this point forward that has the negativities in the trash and any piece of paper from this point forward is nothing but positivity. Commit to the process of change. Commit to the process of forgiveness and start the path of changing for the better. There's no day but today. And today is now. It's not tomorrow. Don't go, yeah, that sounds great. I'll do that tomorrow. Because we don't know if tomorrow's coming. What you have is now. What you have is today. What you have is the ability to pick up a phone and forgive. Think about that while we're on the break. And we'll see you on the other side. You're listening to the Work-Life Balance. Today, every business is in the software business. And business is booming. That's because we live in an application-driven world 
where the lines between physical and digital are blurrier every day. It's a world where billions of connected things talk to each other, where agility is the new driver of competitive advantage, where applications aren't just part of your brand, they are your brand. All of this means you have a new mandate. Build the apps that will drive the future of your business and satisfy demanding customers, or fall behind. Only CA Technologies has the years of expertise and the end-to-end -end portfolio of software solutions to help you plan, build, manage, secure, and scale the applications at the heart of your modern enterprise. To learn how your business can thrive, visit rewrite.ca.com, your exclusive source for insights from the cutting edge of the application economy. This is not a radio ad. It's a collection of computers, servers, transmitters, satellites, and receivers, all powered by the most transformative force in business today, software. Just think about how many applications you have within reach at this very moment. And not just on your phone. If you're in your car, software is powering the GPS that guides you. Turn left ahead. The digital road signs that direct you onward. And the engine computer that keeps you moving. Soon, software will even replace you as the driver. Switching to auto drive mode. This is life in the application economy. And the opportunities for businesses are endless. But only if you have the tools to seize them. From planning to development to management to security, end-to-end -end software solutions from CA Technologies can help your business succeed in this new application-driven world. Learn how at rewrite.ca.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back for the final segment of the Work-Life Balance. Today, we've been talking about forgiveness, the process of forgiving, why we should forgive, and a couple of techniques of how we can let go of some of the past. Um, I want to share a final technique for you, uh, something that I do in my goal setting. Uh, so again, just as, as part of sharing and caring, um, something that I do for goal setting, but to, it's a little bit different than hopefully what you've heard in the past. Uh, because as I as I do this, it's it's part of my work life balance. So one of the things that I do from a goal setting perspective is first I have to balance my roles, and so the first thing I do is identify my roles. So if you look at your roles in life, and uh, this is where my project management experience kind of blends in with with what I try to do and balance in life. Um, when you look at your roles in life. Um, I'm not just a, a business owner, right? I'm a business owner. I'm a husband. I'm a father. Uh, I'm a friend. I'm a brother. And uh, so I have to look at each one of those different roles. And so the first thing that I do um, or have done is in, in the same terms of taking kind of a business approach to things, right? I, I try to look at a, a life plan as, as kind of like a strategic plan for what companies do, I sat down and decided from a life plan, how did I want to be remembered? And so 
Um, I'll just take one of these roles and, and kind of walk through it for you so that you guys can understand what I mean by, by going through this and kind of doing a strategic plan for your life. Um, so as I looked at uh, the role of being a father, uh, one of the things that I wrote down is, is, you know, how did I want it to be remembered? And I have several different aspects of this, but one of the things I wrote down was, well, I wanted to be present. I wanted to be known as a present father. And so that was one of my key goals that I wrote down. So obviously I wanted to be known as a loving father and all of that stuff. But, you know, one of my goals that I wrote down was a present father. And so then I started to define that. What does that mean? And so, of course, I went to my stakeholders, right? I went to my kids and I was like, well, what does it mean to be present? You know, I, I, I have to travel quite a bit, you know, as I speak all over the world. And, and, of course, for my consulting business, I have to go to clients and things of that sort. But when I'm home, how am I present? How do I become present? And, and not only that, but how do I also show that, you know, unfortunately, there are times that I have to travel and be away. How do I show my children the effort that I'm putting into being a present father? And so the kids and I sat down and, and wrote a plan out and, and talked about some things that were important to them. And so my kids really wanted me to be involved in their schools. And so, you know, we looked at different ways that I could do that and, and try to balance that as we balance a work life and a, a work and life together. Um, we looked at ways I could volunteer in the school and meet some time commitments, but that they knew when I showed up, that it meant something. So, for instance, my son is in third grade, and I volunteered to teach junior achievement. Uh, and so it wasn't just, you know, to teach junior achievement. There was There's a moment every time I walk into that class to teach junior achievement that when I walk in, my son recognizes that his father is being present. Um, and so the same thing for my daughter, she, who's in high school now. Uh, I volunteer and work with their IT academy. And so I speak to their future business leaders of America class. And then I also come in and teach um, specific things to the IT class. But the point is, is not to teach and not to share and that kind of stuff. Of course, that's very helpful. It's that I'm taking the time to be present. And so as part of that plan, when I accomplish that task, I know I'm accomplishing one of my life goals in fulfilling that role. And so I have several things like that um, that I know that I can tick, you know, tick off and look at and see that, okay, I'm accomplishing the role of being a present father. I can look at the role of being a loving father, loving husband, present husband, uh, good friend, that kind of stuff. And so as you look at a no day but today type of mentality in goal setting and things of that sort, part of that self-fulfilling portion is, you know, I've got a list of things that I can accomplish on a daily basis that helps me fulfill the roles that I need to fulfill so that I have that comfort level that I'm hitting those long-term goals that I'm trying to hit. So it's a, it's a really effective technique for those out there that, that are looking for different ways to, to help um, understand that. So it's it's an identification of a role, identification of how you want to be remembered, helping break that down into um, actionable activities so that I know that I'm completing something on a daily basis that helps fulfill that role. So 
Um, I'm not putting things off to tomorrow, and I'm not um, wasting uh, today, um, and I'm not wasting opportunities today in which I can be fulfilling those roles and all those different aspects of the way I be. So, you know, I get the question all the time as, as I own multiple companies, um, but then you know I'm also coaching my son's football team and involved in the schools and that kind of stuff. And people go, wow, I, you know, how do you find the time? And it's because, you know, I have a plan. And that plan made the time so that I could fulfill all of that stuff and that I could find the work-life balance that I'm looking for to fulfill all the different roles that I wanted to be sure that I could fill. So I want to leave you with the thought pattern of, Whatever grudge you feel that you're holding right now, I really want you to, to dive in and look at it and think about it for a second. And look, I, I'm not trivializing any of it. There are some legitimate beefs out there. There are some legitimate grudges out there, you know. But I also want to say about 95% of them probably aren't as large as we think. And about 90% of them we probably could have let go a long time ago. And so I challenge you just to think through how healthy are they? How do they make you feel? And wouldn't it be better and happier if you could just let them go? So my challenge to you as a host this week is for forgiveness. And that's all we can ask. I thank everyone for listening, as I always do, every week. We look forward to having everyone back on the Work-Life Balance next week. We appreciate you listening. Look forward to having you again. Tune in next week for another edition of the Work-Life Balance. You've been listening to Rick Morris. Thank you for joining us this week. The Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now that the weekend is here, it's time to rethink your priorities and enjoy it. We'll see you on our next show. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.